Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. Is anyone else struggling with what to wear these days? I've been pretty frustrated with getting dressed over the last few months as I've navigated body changes, and some days I quite literally have no idea what to wear. Enter Armoire. Armoire allows you to rent high-quality designer clothing for every occasion. When I signed up, I took a style quiz, and based on my preferences, they offered suggestions that would best match my life. I've been renting clothes from Armoire for a while now, and the more I rent, the more on point the suggestions get. Plus, you send what you wear back, which is a great way to try new styles without waste. Armoire also has such a fantastic range of options. Whether you're planning an outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or maybe a family event, or just need some updated options for everyday life, you'll be the best-dressed person in the room without ever having to find time for an exhausting shopping day. Right now, Didn't I Just Feed You listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash D-I-J-F-Y. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-I-J-F-Y to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As a resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21, Wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. This project and getting on the line with Megan every week has been such a gift. And even when it has been hard to find the time or frustrating that we can't do more faster, as soon as I get on the line with Megan, I just have the absolute best time. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You? A podcast about feeding kids. Hi, I'm Stacy, And I'm Megan. Welcome to our 100th episode. Can you believe, Megan, that we have been recording Didn't I Just Feed You for two years? Longer than that. It's been some time (laughs) since we drunkenly started a family food podcast. It's true. I guess I was thinking we... (laughs) Wholesome content right here for you, families. Um, We published our first episode the first week of... Oh, yes! Like two years ago. First week of August. Wow. But what people don't know is there's actually like six never aired episodes yes, that we recorded when we didn't know what we were doing. I forgot. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then when it came time to actually edit them and the like, I, we, I had no idea what it would cost. And when we brought Samantha on and I was like, okay, it's going to cost this much to edit this many episodes. 
let's not include the first six and let's start yes. with our interview with Catherine McCord, right? That's our very first episode, yes. isn't it? Very first episode. And it's so funny because someone in our listeners group recently was like, hey, what about a mini episode going back and telling us how you started? And I was remembering we made a conscious decision not to do one of those like, hi, this is who we are, you guys. Like, let's chit chat. Because we're like, let's just jump in with the goods and like people will figure out who we are over the course of listening to the show, which is what happened. Right. Although maybe one day I'm going to unearth the hour long recording that we did of like both of our backgrounds and how we grew up that now there's like no chemistry because we didn't know each other yet. I think we had chemistry from It's so bad. Which might kind of get us to what today is, yes. right? <laughs> Speaking of chemistry. We're super excited because we roped our wonderful editor, Samantha, into playing the newlywed game with us, like a Q&A to see how well we each know each other after recording 100 plus episodes together. Because I forget there's like mini episodes. Yeah. We've done ad recordings together. It's like hours and hours of audio together. And for anyone who doesn't know Sam, she's been with us since the very beginning of Didn't I Just Feed You? She's edited and listened to every single episode that you guys have listened to over these past two years, including a few things that you guys haven't heard (laughs) besides those very beginning episodes. Sam... How do you think we do? Are we good podcasters? Do you approve? I think you guys have done very well. And thank you so much for letting me <laughs> co-host this very monumental episode. It's very, I'm very excited to be here. So yes. I feel like, do people know what the newlywed game is? I have to say, so Megan, today's also my birthday. We're recording on my birthday. Happy birthday. And as of today, we have a few months where I'm like a full 10 years older than you. I mean, that's not really how time works and years work. Yeah. <laughs> right? But you're 35. <laughs> I'm, I'm 35 45 today. October. Yep. And when I recommended that we record a newlywed style game, I was like, wait, does she even know what that is? Because... I barely knew what it was. It was like a show in the 70s that I must have caught the tail end of. Did you have to I look think it up? they did a revival in the 90s or like early 2000s. Yeah. And so I definitely did. I was telling Samantha before our recording that I had to like literally go back and watch old episodes and like <laughs> see what the the question format style was. And then I did a lot of Googling of like what our newlywed Uh, game questions so that's where this set of questions came from and so we like each recorded separately with samantha for our answers and samantha's gonna like you're gonna hear our answers and then hear how wrong (laughs) 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 it all shake out it all shake out in the wash these were some serious questions here they were they were not you know surface questions that i thought maybe after listening to 100 episodes myself i would have the answer to they were some some tough ones in there well you know what's so funny right the questions the style of questions were designed for people who had just gotten married right so it was supposed to be this funny thing of like how well do you guys really know each other how deeply and when i read the question i was like oh man like megan really got in there and I said to her on another phone call, I was like, I'm a little bit nervous. <laughs> She's like, well, the good news is we're not married. And <laughs> I don't expect you to know me like quite that deeply necessarily. Um, but still, I think it's good. I think it's fun. 
Yeah, I definitely didn't have any hurt feelings. Like I had zero <laughs> expectations that you would know all the answers. And I hope you'll have the same <laughs> grace for me. <laughs> because we'll I, find out. I think I really bombed some. <laughs> all right. So without further ado, I think we should let Samantha jump in with the very first question. So the first question was, what would their last meal be? I think it would be a steak. I'm going to... Okay, this is, I'm giving myself bonus challenges. I'm going to say like medium rare. I don't think she's ever said how she likes her steak, but steak, frites. And I'm going to say maybe um, starting with a cheese plate and maybe (laughs) a whiskey cocktail. Mm. But then with the steak, frites, um, a good glass of red wine. Okay, I have actually been thinking about this question more than any of the other ones. And I feel like torn between whether she would choose something that like is very Greek and is homey and comforting to her or not being like very meal specific and it just being this like long, luxurious meal. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think she would make her last meal multi-course. Like it would start with a cheese plate and there would be a cocktail. There would be a salad course. There would be wine with the salad course. I feel like the main meal would be something like steak frites. And she would definitely end with a dessert that involves sour cherries. That's my that's my guess. It feels like a big guess. What would your last meal be, Stacey? <laughs> my last meal okay so i actually think you did pretty good megan I really mean, okay everything everything i like is locked and that's the first thing so right i was like what is the most yes. extra yes. last meal stacy could have cheese plate and cocktails a hundred a hundred percent steak a hundred percent like french fries yes like but, you know, even, oh, like a potato gratin, I was thinking, too, like where you add even more mm, cheese with the potatoes, yes. but totally in line. So I'm feeling really good, Megan, about a year to this question. <laughs> I like the Greek yogurt with sour cherries for dessert. So here's where I think you're a brilliant food professional, because in Greece, that actually is a dessert. And it is like one of my favorite things. Like when we're traveling there, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is dessert. But my last meal, like that might be the like instead of a cheese course, I would do that. But okay. like I'm not gonna skip dessert. <laughs> last meal. What would your dessert be then? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so hard. I would probably do donuts. Now you have me thinking on this whole other line of thought. There's a Greek dessert called galoktobudiko, which is one of my favorites. It's phyllo with uh, custard, and it's like all drenched in a honey syrup. And I feel like before you mentioned Greek yogurt, it wouldn't have come to mind. But like that would be a perfect ending to a like steak, cheese, yummy cocktail dinner. You know what? I am 100% sure you have mentioned that as a dessert before. Yeah, right? In an episode. Now that you say that, I'm like, oh, I remember <laughs> you said it. <laughs> this game is so fun. <laughs> I should have okay. gone and listened to the whole catalog before we recorded. Okay. <laughs> so here's a little bit funny thing. 
You also guessed that my last meal would be steak frites. I did. Am I right? Uh, no. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and you guessed a cheese plate with whiskey, and you said I would probably have something like rich and chocolatey for dessert. I didn't even think about dessert for my last meal. Wait my, a minute. Yeah. This is my all last meal. upside down and backwards and inside out. You're I like know, this a is dessert like a really person. weird. I am a dessert person, but like I feel like a breakfast sandwich is <gasps> the most life-changing, mood-altering meal. Like when I'm having a crummy day, I can turn it all around. If I have like a perfect brioche bun with an over easy or sunny side up egg, bacon, cheese. That's like my, that's what I want to eat as my last meal with the also addition because it's like fantasy last meal of that I can have waffle house hash browns on the side. (laughs) Okay. So, all right. Okay. 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 I clearly got in a like headspace of last meal and associating that with dinner. Right. Right. And you know, what's funny about the sandwich is that we, because you are based in Boise and I'm based in Brooklyn, we don't get to spend that much time together in person. Like we've definitely made created opportunities along the way. And I totally forgot how much you love breakfast sandwiches. I'm curious to hear if our listeners knew that because I feel like I remember that from being together with you in person in Portland. Mm, Yes. And the hash browns, the Waffle House hash browns from my trip to was it either when we met in Atlanta or I was talking about how I was going to North Carolina and you were like, oh, you need to go to Waffle House. And I was like, oh, I've never been. Still never been, by the way, which is crazy. Listen, people don't agree. Waffle House gets so much shade for like how dirty and gross they can be. But it's like, <laughs> when there's something about like when you're a parent and you have to do Saturday or Sunday mornings alone and your kids are up at like 5 a.m., you're like, I'm just going to, we can go in our jammies and everyone can get exactly what they want. It's going to cost like $10. We're totally doing it. Amazing. That's amazing. And so that's like, that's the memory connected with Waffle House hash browns for me. It's like all those early mornings of being a parent. All right. Um, so we're not doing points. See, I'm a little competitive. I'm still revealing Samantha myself. Samantha said the same thing. Yeah. I was like, you <laughs> she win. Was like, you win that round. Ding, ding, ding. You got to be a winner. <laughs> she was like, it should be a point system. And I said, because we're recording on your birthday, it can't be. Like, Thank you just you. win. I yeah. win. Thank you, you win. <laughs> okay. Don't worry, though. It gets good. Okay. Samantha, are you ready with the next question? Sorry. The next question, not so serious. What is their favorite flavor of potato chip? Oh my gosh, this is really hard. Okay, so I want to say something cheesy, right? But then, like, that takes me down a Doritos place, and and this is potato chip, so I'm not going to answer that. But then when I think about the cheddar-flavored potato chips, it just doesn't feel right. I think the bottom line here is that I truly have no idea, and I'm going to (laughs) guess... I'm going to guess plain. Like, I'm going to guess a plain kettle chip. Like a nice, salty, plain kettle chip. Okay. I wrote this question, so I can count and say it's like a cheese, like a cheese doodle. Not an actual potato chip, but like a cheesy puff. Mm -hmm. I know they love the Barbara's ones. That's my official answer. A cheese doodle. Okay. There you go. (laughs) Cheese doodle. So, Stacey, what is your actual favorite potato chip? Okay. So 
I'm going to give you half points for cheese doodles because you're right that cheese doodles are on the top of the list, but not the poofy ones. Like, am I right? You like like the Barbara's a lot, right? Yeah, I like the crinkly, hard ones. Yes, not those airy ones. Okay, but not a chip. So not a chip. (laughs) In fairness, okay, minus ten points. When you get to chips, though, it gets confusing because then I like a Dorito because, again, cheese. We're going for the cheese thing. But when you really force me to answer about a potato chip, I don't like the cheddary potato chip flavors for whatever reason. I love salt and vinegar potato chips. Those are my favorite. Like if I have to have a potato chip, because like I said, cheese doodles and Doritos whip. But if I have to have a potato chip, it'll be salt and vinegar. Okay. That is also my favorite flavor of potato oh, chips. I almost guessed that. Like, I think there's no higher pleasure than a, like, bitter cocktail and salt and vinegar potato chips. Oh, I should have put so that as annoyed. part of my last meal. I'm so annoyed. I really almost... And then I was like, oh, like... I just wasn't sure. And like you, I feel like are really good with like classic clean flavors too. And I know you like to make kettle chips. Well, kettle yeah, corn, I think actually. kettle chips was a really good like guess. Right. I, I don't think that was like, <laughs> I, I'm not offended by that guess. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can see why Stacey would think that. And I do. I love a ru- like a classic ruffle, just salt, like a salty, super crunchy potato chip. I do, but I'd rather it be salt and vinegar. Yeah, I just, do I get points for knowing for sure it wouldn't be a like cheddar or BBQ flavored? Yes, you do. So many points. All right. It's you you win. You win this round also. (laughs) Let's record all of our episodes on my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Next Next question. What is their biggest kitchen pet peeve? Okay, because I feel like she has said on the show, she has said some things that bug her, and I'm going through the library in my head of episodes. I feel like there's something she doesn't like prepping at all. Is it like cauliflower rice? No. Is it like peeling potatoes? Ugh, no. Okay, this is a total cop-out, because everybody who listens at all knows that she's a minimalist. So I'm going to go for saying, like, collecting a bunch of kitchen gadgets that do like that have only a single purpose mm-hmm. like the unitasker yeah she only likes multitasking uh tools or uh, i don't know like she's not like if she's not positive she's gonna use like one of those countertop appliances like she won't buy it like it's not her thing I think that's a cop-out answer, but it's what I'm going with. There you go. Okay, this is fun because I've actually cooked with Stacey in her kitchen. And she, one, does not really love when, like, everyone's physically in the kitchen. She likes when people can, like, sit and chat with her, which is, like, basically how they have their kitchen set up. It's, like, two counters on either side of it. And the fridge and the pantry are kind of, like, in the middle. And the cooktop and stuff are all in the middle. So, like, her kids can sit at the countertop and, like, chat but not physically be in the kitchen. And also people who don't clean up as they go. Like, she cleans as she goes. Even though Mike does all of their dishes, she tries to make, like, minimize the dishwashing after dinner probably for her own sanity too, like to keep her counters clean and stuff. But yeah, her biggest pet peeve is the people who don't clean as they go. I'm laughing so hard at your answer because (laughs) this is one of those deep ones where I'm like, oh, she knows me better than I know myself. (laughs) 
Because I was like, I was going to the place of like, what? Like, there's some chopping tasks yes. that I really hate. Yes. I know you do too. And like, that's the line of thinking I was on. And actually, you're more right about me than I am about myself. I where are all the bleeps and bloops hate <laughs> when people are my way in the kitchen. I hate it. I'm like, please, like, and I get really frustrated. <laughs> I'm like, this is my space, please. And then also with cleanup, if I relinquish cleanup, like if I say, okay, I'm going to let go. I see people clearing things to be helpful. That's fine. But if I haven't, like if I'm cleaning up and I'm like, no, don't worry. If I say, no, don't worry. And you're still in my freaking way. <laughs> Cleaning up my in a way that I don't want my to be cleaned up. I'm annoyed. There you go. <laughs> I thought this was a little bit unfair. I'm not proud of myself. I'm not in proud retrospect, of myself. because I've cooked with you in your kitchen before, so like <laughs> you have. I have that small advantage. So you, without ever having cooked together in a kitchen, like in my kitchen, we've we've cooked together in your kitchen. I've I food styled on our first shoot together for didn't I just feed you and for stacybillis.com. And FYI, so, you wanted me out of the freaking way too. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and it's sort of like in line with <laughs> with your answer where you said that. I would choose like minimalism in a kitchen. Like I don't like when there's like a ton of stuff and unnecessary equipment, which isn't necessarily wrong, but I didn't think of that as my biggest kitchen pet peeve. I said my biggest kitchen pet peeve was is like starting in a dirty kitchen. Oh, yeah. Girl. Which happens sometimes, you know, now that everyone's home, like my husband will make lunches or snacks or whatever. And then when I come up to cook dinner, like it's not gr- like the kitchen isn't gross, but there's like crumbs to pick up and like dishes to put in the dishwasher. And I have like I I have to do it before I start. I can't start cooking in a kitchen that's not like tidied. I so agree with that. I did not know that about you. I yeah. don't even feel like we've talked about that before. And I think this is an episode idea in the making. <laughs> yeah, right. I think it'll come up. We have a, a future episode planned about cleaning up the kitchen. Yeah. Where I think and it'll come up for sure. I get that. I can't even like if there's like two bowls in the sink that haven't been loaded into the dishwasher. Like I can't start cooking. Yeah. No, I it has give to be a done. heads up these days. I'm like, I'm going to start cooking in an hour. And like, everybody knows that's my like, get your shit and put it in the dishwasher. Like if you left your food out or whatever <laughs> deal, because I don't want it. I don't want to see it when I get there. <laughs> it's also like the time to tell the boys to get out their kiwi crates and do work because you're about to like need the kitchen alone by yourself, right? Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that you mentioned Kiwi Quakes. They are seriously saving us this crazy summer when we don't have anything to do. So let's hear from our sponsor. Megan, summer break is finally here. How are you feeling about it this year? I'm honestly feeling all of the parent feels right now. Right? I mean, there's relief that remote school's over, dread that there's no camp, concern about how we're all going to manage work family life with so many of us still at home. And guilt. With parents bouncing more than ever, it's easy to feel bad about the choices we make to occupy our kids. I know, but you know what? Let's get to the good stuff because we're here with fantastic news. First off, we're writing all parents a permission slip to let go of the guilt. Y'all are doing your best and it's truly good enough. And hey, Megan, us too. Truly. And we're proud to share KiwiCo, a new sponsor making it easier for parents to keep kids busy and learning all summer long in a way that feels good to them and to us. 
KiwiCo creates super cool hands-on art and science projects that kids can do from home. Each KiwiCo box is delivered monthly and comes with all the supplies needed for that month's project, plus detailed kid-friendly instructions and a cool magazine filled with content to learn more about each crate's theme. I love the huge range of topics too. Emmett gets the koala crate designed for preschoolers and without travel this summer, Ella has been excitedly exploring through her Atlas crate subscription. And hey, KiwiCo crates are not just for younger kids. The Maker and Eureka crates are amazing for tweens and teens like my 13-year-old. And there are three different options for school-aged kids like Oliver, my 10-year-old. He especially loves the science and engineering projects in the Tinker crates. With KiwiCo's hands-on art and science projects, kids can engineer a walking robot, blast off a bottle rocket, explore colorful, kid-friendly chemistry, and more, all from the comfort of home. Everything you need to make art and science seriously fun delivered to your doorstep. I've even gotten in on the fun, which is saying a lot since the most exciting part about KiwiCo crates is that they keep my kids busy independently. <laughs> Get your first month free on select crates at KiwiCo.com backslash didn't I just feed you. That's K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash didn't I just feed you. Okay, so the next question is another tough one. If they could only eat one food for the rest of their life, what would it be? It definitely is either chocolate or cheese. And I don't know, I don't even think it's reasonable to ask me to choose between the two. <laughs> um, but let's say I really, really had to. I'm gonna go with chocolate. I'm gonna go with high quality chocolate, like dark chocolate with like crunchy sea salt or something along those lines. I'm torn between saying cheese or like Greek yogurt and sour cherries. Maybe she would also say wine. Ooh. Ooh. Is wine a food? I mean... I guess. If you believe in it. (laughs) (laughs) If that's the only thing you eat for the rest of your life, it is. (laughs) I said I would eat potatoes for the rest of my life if I could only eat one. Like, because I was thinking if I could only eat one food for the rest of my life. Okay, we interpreted it slightly different yes so because like there's a million ways that you can eat potatoes and i feel like i've talked about this in one of the like side dish episodes because like you can have a baked potato or you can make like potato gnocchi or french fries or mashed potatoes like there are just a million ways that i actually enjoy eating a potato and so that's what i would eat for the rest of your the rest of my life but then i answered the question more as like what is your favorite thing and so that's why i said sour cherries and Greek yogurt would be your one thing that you would eat for the rest of your life. Is that based in any fact (laughs) at all? (laughs) Well, now it's so funny because when I hear the two different approaches to the question, it's really, you know what we should have done? I should have written down my answers ahead of time. I had a sense of what I was going to say in my head, but now I'm not being held accountable by the fact that I wrote them out. And I'm like, oh, potatoes is such a smart answer. My answer, if I was at, if I was answering for myself in that vein, I would say eggs. Oh, because I love eggs, you know, like hard boiled eggs. I, and like, a sunny side up egg you can put that on like anything and it makes it more like proteinous is isaac's new favorite word um 
more full of protein and more delicious and more luxe with that runny yolk and hard-boiled eggs. But if I answer it thinking about why you said Greek yogurt and sour cherries, I would say something different. <laughs> what would I say? Okay, what would you say? Because I, I would, would say-, say like a fast food style hamburger. Like oh, a smash really? burger. Yeah, like a really? very salty. It's like my favorite thing. A I feel very salty, by that thin, like griddle fried burger. Oh my God. Mayo, with special mustard. Sauce on it. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Mayo and ketchup, man. not mustard. Never mustard. Never mustard. I feel embarrassed of myself that I said that. And I know that I'm starting controversy here. Mayo and ketchup, like raw onion. And I like it diced. I don't need rings because I want it to be dispersed evenly. It's like the nacho thing. Listen to our nacho episode for what I'm referring to. That's like my favorite thing that I could eat forever. I am like, honestly, I would have never guessed that. Really? Years. Yes. Do I not talk about hamburgers enough? You really don't. I feel apparently. like I need to. <laughs> I feel like, okay, I'm keeping myself a mystery for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you gave away the answer to the next question a little bit, but we'll let Samantha lead us into it. Next question. How do they like their eggs cooked? Okay, totally cheated. And then as soon as I cheated and figured it out, I was like, oh my gosh, why did I even have to look that up? So... I went onto her Instagram because I know she's done a lot of like biscuit and egg photos. She does those like very beautiful, like close up on sunny side up eggs with a runny yolk. And then I was like, oh, of course she's talked about that. So sunny side up, runny yolk. I feel like the, the like, I'm like, oh, I wrote this question. I should have worded it just a little bit differently because I feel like Stacy eats hard-boiled eggs more than any other type of egg, but I don't actually know if that's like her favorite way or if she would choose to have like a beautiful omelet or like fluffy scrambled eggs mm-hmm. if someone was cooking for her. You know what I'm saying? I think there's a difference. I mm-hmm. They just eat so many hard-boiled eggs as a family for snacks and for meals, um, but I don't actually know if that's her favorite way to eat them. Mm. Now I need to ask. I can't wait to get the the answer. Yeah. Uh, Samantha, I want to know how you like your eggs cooked. You know, I think between the hard boiled and the sunny side up, I mean, those two are, those two are pretty key. I think I I eat a lot of eggs. Uh, I agree that it's probably one of my favorite foods. So yeah, I I think you can't go wrong with a hard boiled egg in a salad or on some avocado toast. Yes. This is one of my, this is, this may actually be my most favorite question because I feel like it's a really like intimate question. Like you don't really know how people like their eggs cooked unless you like live with them and you're Mm. like cooking breakfast for them all the time, which is why it comes up in the newlywed game. And also maybe this is why it made you so nervous, Stacey. I did. Because I felt like if I, I felt like there was a really right answer to this. Yes. And that it was something I should know. I did. You did. Okay. So I don't, but I don't feel like I nailed my answer for you because I said that you mostly eat hard boiled eggs, but that you might really love like a fluffy omelet if it's cooked well, but you just said you'd love a sunny side up egg. Okay. 
So Do you my, just love an egg all around? I do. So my first blush answer would be a sunny side up egg because it's the sexiest kind of egg there is. Yes. Right? Like hands down. Give me the yolk. Give it to me. Give just it. Yes. Drench me in yolk. <laughs> totally. Totally. Like mixed into every like like even the yolk with steak tartare. Like yes. ah, it's the best part of making it. So okay. But in reality, I really do cook hard-boiled eggs. Like that's what I eat most. That's what I prep most. I find it the most versatile. But it's very interesting to me that you said a fluffy omelet because I have a very strong opinion about omelet eggs. And it is, I love the really thin kind of diner style omelet where there's almost more filling. Yeah. American cheese, like pile in the ham, onions, pepper, or like feta cheese, onion, tomato, and then just a really thin layer of egg folded over everything. Uh, That's not what I would have guessed. I was picturing the very like chic French omelet where it's almost a little runny inside. And yeah, but there is a lot of cheese. I was right on the cheese. You were right (laughs) on the cheese. You were. I mean, really, everybody can guess that about us at this point, right? (laughs) Right. Throw in cheese, and they won't be offended. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's very true. So you guess that I would pick a sunny side up egg, anything with a runny yolk. And I think that's true. I don't love uh, just regular hard boiled egg. I like a soft boiled egg yes. too, where the yolk is a little bit jammy. Basically any way that I can have a runny yolk, I will take it over easy, sunny side <laughs> up, soft boiled, give it to me, all of it. I don't know why, but it feels very Scorpio of you. It is, isn't it? It is. I don't know. It just is. It's sort of like a metaphor, right? Like Scorpios are, they shield a lot. A lot is inside, and that's where the good stuff is. Damn. There we go. (laughs) Love it. Speaking to getting to the inside, the next two questions are, they're rough. They were. They were very personal, but we got some very good answers. So the the second to last question was, what is their favorite thing about you? Oh, oh, God. Okay. I don't know. It's It'll be interesting to see if she answers more specifically than this, because I don't know that I can, even if I challenge myself. I think that Megan really has an appreciation of how extra I can be in all (laughs) ways. (laughs) And I don't know. I don't know if that's what she's going to say or if that's just something that I feel she appreciates about me that I really, really like. Because sometimes I can be extra in ways that people are like, you're too much, Phyllis. And I feel like Megan never, ever, ever makes me feel that way. So... Oh, so sweet. <laughs> so I think Megan's favorite thing about me is how extra I am. I feel like Stacy would say, I mean, we both love that we can be petty with each other. <laughs> but I think there's also something about I have never worked with someone or known someone who who has the same drive as me and is facing like similar challenges as being a working mom and also like having these career aspirations. I mean, I I work with a ton of women and I have friends who are working moms, but it's never really like matched, matched mine. And so I would say her favorite thing about me is my like drive and ambition and how that fuels like the work we do together. This is so true. 
that I appreciate how extra you are. And I like cried listening to it because you were because you said like no one else makes you feel that way. It's and I just true. can't believe that. It's true. Well, I mean, people get tired of how extra. <laughs> So I think there are people in my life who really do appreciate it and it is what they love about me, but also it there it becomes the thing that's hard about me. <laughs> and I get that. Like I think that's a totally legit thing. And I have actually reflected on this a lot about something that I think that really helps our partnership is might be. I have wondered. I don't actually have like a strong sense. I've gone back and forth. I so often wish that we lived closer and that we could spend more time in closer proximity to each other. And I have wondered if not being able to do that because we live so far apart is actually part of what makes our magic work in a way. (laughs) I can't decide if that's like great or sad. No, I think it's because I wonder about my extraness. like, I'm like, oh, she might get tired of it too and be like, listen, Billis, <laughs> relax. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a handful. I'm a lot. I can't lie about that. But I'm also getting misty thinking about your answer too, because you mentioned at the very beginning of this episode, those early episodes where we were getting to know each other. And we haven't really talked about it in this like, way since where we were really just like getting to know each other and we were just saying things really plainly and sharing things about ourselves. Now there's so much we know about each other that just comes out in like conversations about what's happening in our life. Right. You shared this with me that like you feel very torn in some ways in a way that was very resonant with me about like really deeply being invested in being a mom in a certain kind of way and really being invested in your career. Yes. And not being able to separate those two things. A hundred percent. And so many of the moms I know who are really ambitious about their careers have to find a way to sever that, you know, like it, not sever, that's the wrong way of putting it, but like kind of it's separate. It's compartmentalizing. Yes. Yes. In a way that we really were lucky and privileged enough to not have to do because of the nature of our work and what we're passionate about. And it's not easy to find someone else who walks the same line as you. It's not easy for anybody. Yeah. But, you know, especially us because the line we're walking is so kind of rarefied. I'm literally, I have little goosebumps here. I just want to say, like, I lived with a lot of loneliness in feeling like a career mom who had ambitious ambition that was, like, so separate from the other career moms that I knew. And, like, finally having someone like you in my life, it, it, like, changed. It was a game changer. I don't know any other way to say that. Like, I can't imagine that this project would have been as successful as it has been if it wasn't like our shared partnership and our shared drive. I totally agree. Oh, we're going to get all sentimental. (laughs) And also the fact that we've been able to keep it going for 200 episodes and grow. 100 episodes. You said 200. Sorry. You're living in the future, lady. I am. (laughs) That we've been able to keep it up for 100 episodes and grow it because... 
like there've been a lot of ups and downs. I mean, there've been a lot of ups and downs even just in the past few months. I know. <laughs> For mine, two years, right? And like the way that we have done this dance around, like I need more space. There's stuff going on with my family and then leaning into the podcast and leaning out and how we've been able to like move through all of that with each other has been kind of remarkable. Yeah. It feels like it always ebbs and flows in the best way. Like when you need some space, I'm ready to dive in and vice versa. Oh, I love you so much, (laughs) Phyllis. Okay. One more question before we like turn into a puddle. (laughs) Samantha's got it for us. This one's like, this was the hardest question to answer. Yeah, dude, this was really rough. Yeah, I think so. So the question is looking inward. It's what's your favorite thing about yourself? All right. I like that I'm a really hard worker and that when I believe in something, I will like, I'll really put my nose to the grindstone. And um, I think that comes to mind in this context, because honestly, didn't I just feed you has been one of the absolute most rewarding work experiences I've ever had. And I have felt through thick and thin. And really the thick and thin isn't about me and Megan. Like she has just been a total blessing in my life. But, you know, both of us work on other projects. Mm -hmm. This just started as a like fun little side thing to do to have a good time and just kind of took off in a way that we never anticipated or expected. And, you know, when I was writing the book, when Megan gets really busy with her work, when we both get overwhelmed with family, (laughs) quarantine, hello, this project and getting on the line with Megan every week has been such a gift. And even when it has been hard to find the time or frustrating that we can't do more faster, as soon as I get on the line with Megan, I just have the absolute best time. So. It has been a joy to work hard on this, and I am really proud of myself that I've kept at it because it has just been so fulfilling. I think like being an empath is my greatest strength and greatest weakness. Like it sometimes makes it hard to live in the world, especially right now, but it also like gives me a lot of intuition and that has made me able to make like quick decisions and like have good relationships and also cut out bad relationships. Like Stacey and I met one time before I was like, let's start a podcast together. Like, I just feel like it would be the most fun and you would be the best partner. And I never worked with her in any capacity before. And I feel like it's one of the best decisions that I've ever made to work with her because we get to do this every week. And it's similar in a lot of ways to like how I met my husband, where we just like, it was such a quick decision for us to like start seeing each other. And then it just continued to like move quickly. But I just like having that intuition and being an empath made it really easy to make that decision. So it's so so weird to say it now. Not weird, but maybe I would have gotten that right in another two years. Tune in yes. again, guys, for episode two hundred, because that's real deep. Yeah. I love that. Oh my goodness! In retrospect, I would say the same thing that like 
I'm a silver linings person. So even if I am a doom and gloom Scorpio some days, I always turn it around and find like the joy in everything. Oh, Oh, we're kindred spirits. Okay. (laughs) It would be fun to like make the listeners group answer these questions before this airs and see how well they do. Do you think they could do it? That would be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not these mushy questions at the end, but even the like how we like our eggs or our last meal. Or we could give them bonus questions. Like we could say like, how do you guys think we like our coffee? Or like, it'd be fun to actually think about questions we know for sure we've answered in previous episodes. Yes. Ha ha. Let's How closely do, it. do you listen? Yeah. One question I know you've definitely talked about is the herb that's most overrated. <gasps> oh yeah. Oh. Samantha could run a whole a whole quiz show on Dinner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she knows all the answers. <laughs> so I just want to wrap things up with saying, of course. Thank you to Samantha for being with us through a hundred plus episodes, even some of the crappy ones. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You always make us sound so good. You and really do. Kind of professional. Uh, kind of. You should do this for a living. <laughs> uh, you're a pro. We are less so. Um, <laughs> and we should say thanks again to KiwiCo. And obviously, like, a thank you to our listeners. We wouldn't be 100 episodes in if you weren't here and subscribing and being in the listeners group and on Instagram and Facebook. All the feels for our listeners. You guys are the best. I was in that listeners group recently, and I was just, like, like laughing, crying both. Yes. Because they had yes. me rolling on the ground. And I was like, oh, they're so funny. And we're all, like, such a community. So guys, make sure if you aren't already subscribed to our newsletter that you do that. You can find a link in bio on Instagram. While you're on Instagram, if you don't follow us, hit follow. That's super easy. What else? Go to facebook.com backslash didn't I just feed you. That's where you'll find our listeners group. You'll be prompted with a question. The answer is whiskey. And also, don't forget to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You so you don't miss an episode because we've got a hundred more to give you guys. Yes, wherever you listen, hit subscribe now. Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jim Endo. A huge thank you to our editor, Samantha Gatson. <laughs> yes, Thanks, Samantha. Sam, for being here. I'm Stacy. And I'm Megan. Stay sane and well-fed. Until next week. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Look for our listeners group on Facebook. The answer to the question is whiskey. Whiskey? You're not allowed to drink whiskey. It's alcohol. alcohol.